Praise the Lord, everyone. Great to be in the house of the Lord today. Such a wonderful presence and spirit of the Lord that I've felt so far. And I know that ever since from Sunday school up until this point, it's been directed from the Lord. And I really, really feel in my heart and in my spirit that the Lord is speaking to someone today and this morning. I can't get around it with uh, with what I feel the Lord has given me for a message with the Sunday school lesson uh, that Brother Bobby give and uh, the worship songs that talked about being saved uh, that we sung earlier and uh, the devotion and of course we're talking about the uh, the tragic events that is now number three that's taken place within the last week. Uh, I really feel like the Lord is wanting to speak to someone this morning. I really do. So let's give ear to the word of the Lord today. And uh, I want to uh, draw our attention to uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. It's just one verse this morning uh, for our scripture text. Romans 10 and 13. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I give you praise and glory, Lord Jesus. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For whoever calls, that includes everyone, right? That's not omitting anyone or leaving anybody out. That is including everyone. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And they might be saved. They could be saved. And if you follow all these stipulations and restrictions, you will, you shall be saved is what the Scripture says. Praise the name of the Lord. Lord, we come to you this day. We just give you praise and glory. For everything is transpired at this point. And, Lord, let your word now go forth as you see fit, Lord. Use me as your vessel, Lord. Use me, just direct me, Lord, as you have, have your way. I give you praise and glory for all things. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. You may be seated. Welcome, everyone, to, uh, watching by the means of the live stream internet. Uh, so thankful for you uh, to be joining in with us this morning. This morning I want to talk to you on uh, something called uh, something titled a simple call a simple call and uh, that's what I feel like the scripture text is uh, basically saying uh, that, that we begin reading for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved I believe it, it's a simple call and this morning as we have uh, uh, talked about uh, the events that had transpired this week I believe there is a simple call uh, that's coming from the Lord on his end, and likewise, it's a simple call that goes out on our part when we call on him, when we call on the name of the Lord. And I ask you, what are your plans for tomorrow? Hallelujah. I ask you, what are your plans on Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe this weekend, the ladies have a, a get-together going on? What are your plans? What were the plans and expectations of those lives taken at the different events they went to. They had hopes and dreams. They were just out going to a uh, garlic festival. They were just going to uh, a concert. They going to Walmart to do different things. Now, I hadn't planned on saying any of this. This kind of really even wasn't my thought process, but the way things have transpired, it falls right in line with, with what I'm talking about this morning. So I ask you, what are your plans? What are your intentions? And furthermore, besides that, what you have planned for this week or down the road, have you made your election sure this morning? 
Have you made that simple call to Jesus this morning that your election is sure and that you are going to be saved if He should call you by name tomorrow or the next day or tonight in your sleep? Have you made your election sure? I feel the Lord calling it this morning. I feel the Lord saying, have you made your election sure? The pastor spoke about the red horse that's gone out and that there's hatred going rampant nationwide, worldwide. There's just vent after vent after event taking place. Have we made our election sure today? Glory to the name of the Lord. I want you to think about that and ponder on that. Yeah, you, we may have been in church for a long time. We may have asked forgiveness for a while. Give the Lord praise and glory. We may feel like we're in good with the Lord Jesus, but are we really? Are you sure this morning? Is your heart, is your heart content with that? Is it strong enough this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. You know, uh, a simple call. Praise the name of the Lord. The nationwide emergency call number, which we know now to be 911, everybody knows about, it came to be... So that a single number was easy to remember and would be used quickly to get help on the way fast. In 1967, the President's Commission on Law Enforcement and Administration of Justice started this process. The FCC then met with AT&T in, in November of 1967. And I was just curious, was it AT&T in 1967? Does anybody remember? Bell South. I want Ma Bell. I meant I, that's what I had thought of. I remember Daddy had called it Ma Bell before, and I wondered that when I seen it, AT and T. But that's what it was written, so that's how I wrote it in my notes. Uh, so it, uh, that's what it called AT and T. But they chose that company nine one one. Now this is something I do remember uh, from uh, younger my younger days, being a small kid, because the rotary dial phone systems in place at the time made that number best. The center number being one made you know the nine being a long number. That's a rotary phone, y'all remember, go all the way around and takes a minute. So the the one is like real quick, so you can get a number out quick. And that's what and uh, I used to uh, get kicks and enjoy playing just playing with a phone. I didn't just watching it go around and around. Of course, technology changed and. You don't get to play with those phones anymore unless you find them in an antique shop. Jennifer may have one if y'all want to look one. <laughs> She's a big-time antiquer. But anyway, so this, uh, this 911 system uh, was put into place. By 1979, 26% of the population could dial the number. This increased to 50% in 1987 and 93% by the year 2000. And as of December in 2017, 98.9% .9 of the U.S. population has access to 911. So it's not 100%, but pretty much anywhere you go within the, the country, if you need emergency assistance, you can dial 911 right away. And I've even had to do it uh, a couple of times myself on the road, uh, and, and you get help right away. And uh, the, one of the last times that I used it, they asked me where I was, and uh, I didn't know, and I just told them, I said, well, use your GPS. You, I know you can track me through your technology, and they, and they told me the name of the road. I said, yeah, it sounds right. It's where I'm at. So they even can pinpoint exactly where you're at. And uh, I also remember that back uh, several years ago, they come out with a TV show called Rescue 911 with William Shatner. Everybody remember that? Rescue 911 tonight. This is what happened, you know, and they go through the, um, the different uh, uh, events that had happened and people, uh, the rescue first responders, when they called, the people called 911. 
this interesting TV show. And I heard on the radio one time, this has kind of cracked me up, made me think too because I eat bananas. A lady called 911 to report that someone had thrown a banana peel on the interstate and she was scared that some car was going to come by and slip on it and run off the road. <laughs> and I eat bananas and I, I, throw, I do that very thing. But now since I've heard that, I try to throw them out the window on the, on the shoulder on the median just in case somebody has a bald tire and slips on the banana peel. They're biodegradable, so it's not really littering. Uh, but anyway, uh, I thought I thought of that. And, not, and now these days, after this system is in place and almost 100% of the people can, uh, you can there's almost 100% that can use it, they've now even got to put infomercials and uh, radio uh, ads out there letting people know what is an emergency. Don't just call for something off the wall, like kind of what I just mentioned. That wasn't a media emergency. There's reasons for it, and we've all heard them and we know that. But the point in the simplicity of dialing 911 is because it's exactly uh, what it, the verse that I quoted first, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just like the 911 is simplicity and it's fast, you get a very quick respondal. When we call on the name of the Lord, he's faster than 911. You ain't got to go through an operator. You ain't got to explain the whole situation. All you got to do is holler, Jesus, and he already knows what situation you're in. He already knows that uh, what's going on on the scene. So uh, I thought about that simp simplicity, and I would love some things to be more simple, simpler in our lives, like buying a house process. It would be so wonderful if you didn't have to sign 60,000 pages of paperwork and give give uh, your blood sample, and you know, then and then get a call and tell them, oh yeah, by the way, we need 20 more years of uh, W-2s and tax returns on you before you can buy this property. And then you 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 feel like you're walking out of the place after you sign all the papers. They know so much about you inside and out. You you're looking to making sure you got your clothes on because you think you're naked. They know everything about you. It's you know it'd be nice to have a simpler process when it comes to buying a house, but it but it's not. They they it's a very uh, uh, time consuming ordeal. But so there's some things that you'd love to be simpler, and that's why I'm so glad today that God simplified the saving process. It is so simple. It doesn't leave anybody out. Everyone's included. Even a child can call on the name of the Lord. And he will be right there with him. And I thank the Lord that he's right there for each of each any time that we call out to him this morning. There are two ways this morning I want to talk about briefly that the Lord Jesus can save you. And the first one I want to illustrate in the physical, in the, uh, we talk about this often and it comes to mind pretty quick. Peter illustrates the very, uh, the very first one well uh, that I want to talk about. In Matthew 14, chapter 14, beginning in verse 22 this is when uh jesus would walk on the water and uh in beginning in 22 says immediately jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray now when evening had come he was there alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary now, on the fourth watch of the night, which is somewhere between 3 and 6 a.m., 3 and sunrise in the morning, fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, 
saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So, so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, now I found it interesting that Peter, the wind was boisterous and contrary before he got out of the boat. But his mind and focus was on Jesus, not on his surroundings at that point. But when, and so he was, he was focusing on Jesus at the time and not worried about his surroundings, not worried about the storm around him. But then he soon lost his focus. And said, so when he came down on the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, 911. No, this was long before 911. Lord, save me. He immediately cried out that simple call to Jesus. Save me, that simple call. That simple call that he gave, and Jesus was already right there in the flesh and on the scene for him, but he's right there for us. Whenever you need to call Jesus, he is right there on the scene. You may not be able to see him today, but he is right there on the scene. No matter where you are, no matter what tragic incident that you can be a part of, no matter what happens to you, he is right there on the scene. In the verse 31, it says, Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And he said to him, Oh, you a little faith. Why did you doubt? We don't need to doubt this morning when we know Jesus. We need to know that he is there. We need to have that confidence that he is there. And no matter what circumstance or situation, we need to call out him, make that simple call, and call out him. Uh, I'm, I reminded uh, myself of uh, a couple years ago when we had went down to Port St. Joe uh, down there. This was, I think last year was actually a hurricane had come through the area, but we went down there uh, for vacation, and this is when Michelle fell down these tall steps uh, down the um, sand dunes. Now, I don't know if I had told you all before or not, but the sand dune was pretty steep, and those steps were 15 or 20 steps, and it was so steep that you almost felt yourself maybe kind of have to lean back so as you wouldn't lose your balance because you ever been to, anybody ever been on the steep subway stairs like in Washington, D.C., where you feel like you're just going to go straight down, and you're like, Lord, help me here. They're that steep. Well, the day she fell, she was on the, like the third or fourth step from the top and, you know, come tumbling down, back down the bottom. And there was two sets of steps, and they were both as steep to get over the sand dune. And the very first thing and very immediate thing that come to my mind is just to call out that simple call to Jesus. I knew the situation was dire, and she needed help immediately. But the first thing that I could even think of was, Jesus, take care of the situation now. Let your spirit fall down now, Lord. Don't let anything be broke. Let everything be okay. I give the Lord praise and glory for that. I just praise His holy name. And after that prayer and that simple call that I give the Lord and give Him praise for, I had a peace come over me as where I was before. I was, I was, you know, kind of getting frantic, kind of panicking like you would in a normal, you know, emergency situation. You want to act fast. You know, your, your wife is laying there hurt. She needs help quick. But I, I prayed to the Lord right away. And then it was like it was kind of calming, and I helped her. And before I even moved her at all, I was trying to assess the situation. Another lady had come over from where she was with her family and tried to help. 
and uh, she w- it was clear that she could that she could move and everything. So we got her back up to our the place where we were staying, and then I called nine one one, and they came on out, and we went to the hospital. And you know everything wound up being all right. She still has some trouble here and there of uh, different things, but she didn't break a one bone. She didn't get. Uh, she, uh, she got knocked for a loop pretty good in her head, and you know couldn't remember anything. But she was okay. She had some bruises and things, but she was okay. And I give God the praise and glory for that because if you saw that, you would have known how bad it could have been. And I give the Lord praise for that. It was a simple call to the Lord, and we need to be. Uh, have that in our uh, forethought and in our mind in any situation, anywhere we may be. I don't care if it's Walmart, if it's at the gas station. You never know when you're going to be faced with a situation, and you may be able to help somebody else. You may witness a a situation, and the very first thing anybody needs is to call on the name of the Lord to be right there in, in any situation. Praise the name of the Lord. I give the Lord praise for that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The other, uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, although it's great for the times that uh, we call on the name of the Lord and He saves us, uh, I called out to Him several times while I'm uh, driving the truck, even in my personal truck. You believe it or not, uh, even though I kind of kid uh, Michelle and the girls about me being a professional driver and kind of bragging and boasting uh, about that, believe it or not, even being a so-called <laughs> professional i goof up and i i make mistakes and i've run stop signs i've run red lights not thinking don't know where my head is and and i have to immediately scream out uh jesus you know because knowing that something was intimate i almost was in a near collision uh and uh, I needed to call on him because of my ignorance, you know. But and he was right there to help me in those times of physical uh, physical needs. He's right there. But also the very most important reason, and what I feel that the Lord's Spirit is working on today, is is the salvation aspect of calling, making that simple call. Salvation is centered in the name of the Lord. Without calling on the name of the Lord, no one would be saved. You have to call on the name of the Lord. If we could put up, put up uh, Romans 10 and 13 again. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It tells you in Scripture exactly who to call on right there. Calling on the name of Jesus saves you from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and the presence of sin. It takes care of all of that wrapped up and run. That one simple call to Him, it takes care of all of that sin that you have in your life. Acts 4, beginning at verse 5. Let's read that. Acts 4, beginning at verse 5, praise the name of the Lord. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers and elders and scribes, as well as Annas and the high priest, Capias, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. This is where Peter and John were put into custody, if you recall, for healing the lame man. And they, uh, the Sanhedrin wanted to know why, that, by what name and power they had done this. They had arrested them. And, they, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed gone, done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you and to all 
the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is a stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. And this is verse 12 is the most important. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name that's going to save us this morning. There's no other name that's going to take care of our sinful nature this morning. There's no other name that's going to call us home when that time comes, the name of Jesus. And I want to stress to us this morning that what's important in a name. What is the, pur- what is the purpose and importance of a name? This morning, if I were to uh, have a, a checkbook and could write you a $100,000 check, Brother, Brother Douglas, if I could get, write you a $100,000 check and it was in my name, but then I also had a check of $100,000, but it was in a different name, say maybe uh, of, uh, the name of Trump or maybe the, na- the Rockefellers, or even, uh, I even thought about these, uh, the kids of uh, Sam Walton, uh, all of them are billionaires now, uh, uh, the Walmart family, Sam Walton who created Walmart. If I wrote a check, had two different checks, which one do you think you would take based on the name on the check? One of those that you know the money's in the bank. If you take mine, you're going to be in a world of hurt because it'll, it'll bounce all over America. It ain't, it ain't going, you ain't going to get... You're not going to get the money out of it. But you're going to go for the one whose name on the check you know that there's money in because you've heard their story, their life stories. You know they're, right. they're, they're even in Forbes, uh, what is it called, Five, Ford 500 magazine or something like that. It talks about their wealth of them. You know by their name that there's money. It's especially the Rockefellers. You know, we're kind of getting generations kind of past Rockefellers, but we still all know who Rockefellers was. But we know they, that, they, that that name meant something and the, and the money was there. And, that, and they could cover that amount of money. So there's importance in the name, the, na- the name that's on there. It doesn't matter if it come from the same bank, was printed on the same machine. You know, it's the name on the check. It, none of that other stuff matters. It's the name that is on that check. There's no use coming to God for help, for salvation in the name of Buddha, or Muhammad, or even in the name of the Virgin Mary. There's no, that's, that's not the scripture that was given by how, no, no name under heaven that were men by me saved is the name of Jesus. None of them other names. God honors salvation only through his son Jesus. Jesus said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that that who that believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's through the Son. It's through the name of Jesus. No other name matters. No other name is, is mentioned in the Bible where men must be saved. We have to be saved by the name of Jesus. That name is so important. That name is so vital. That name is what's going to carry us home one day. And this, uh, this morning, church, this message that I feel uh, like the Lord has definitely laid it upon the hearts of someone this morning. If you are not sure of your election, and Pastor, if you want to be coming on back up, get a song. If you are not sure of your election this morning, if there is any doubt in your mind that you are not ready to meet the Lord, like I said at the very beginning, 
You do not know what tomorrow is going to face. I implore you this morning, do not leave this house of worship before you've had a talk with Jesus and you make your election sure. Because we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next week. We're not promised next year. The only thing in life that matters is Jesus and that our name is written in that book of life and that we know where our eternal home is. Our jobs don't matter. All these other functions that we do and go to doesn't matter. What matters is that our election is made sure. Let's be sure today that no matter what happens to us, no matter what age we are, that we leave this earth and we leave, that we leave this world, that we are sure that our election is with Jesus and that He has saved us. No one else can save you but, the, but Jesus. Praise, Praise the Lord.